What's going on, y'all? I want to invite you guys to a very special, exciting episode of Making a Difference. Um, it's a, more like a Making a Difference sports beat collaboration. Um, I know a lot of you guys look found out. Maybe look in the last 48 to 72 hours what Sportspeak is, man. Sportspeak uh, went went kind of uh, went global on us, went viral on us. But just want to um, introduce you, man, to not only just um, some of the co-founders of Sportspeak, but just I mean, just truly brothers of mine. I want to introduce y'all know him as the Million Dollar Man, Tony Tony Chopper, the man of with the legendary post. What's going on, brother? A <laughs> uh, whole lot of stuff going on, but you know. <laughs> <laughs> and I want to introduce Jamel Powell. Uh, look, uh, mar married man, uh, first time father. How you feeling, bro? <laughs> I'm doing well. Way up, I feel blessed. <laughs> <laughs> all day, man, all day. Um, let's just jump into the conversation. Everybody, you know, everybody started talking, uh, tired of talking about the racial element uh, to the Super Bowl. So, of course, that's the first thing we're going to talk about. Um <laughs> Just to get it out of the way, uh, TTC, we're going to start off with you, man. Um, how do you feel about uh, that element to uh, to this game? I mean, the element to the game, currently, I don't think it's as big as it has been at, like the other times, Cam Newton's career. I feel like a lot of the people who, you know, when Cam first came to the league, they kind of really went heavy on the racial code, or kind of in hiding, or trying to, you know, try to be friends with them. <laughs> Absolutely. Even though, so you, you either have to, so far this season, what he's done has been so successful that, you know, if you have that animus for him, you either hide in that at this point or you uh, basically blatantly, you know, being able to respect him to it. Yeah, I was going to say, just, well, you know, just being a hater, basically. <laughs> say just uh basically i mean just a lot of it's just kind of based in i mean just uh, just the general term of just being a hater i feel like um jermel how do you feel about it man we'll get you in the mix Yeah. <laughs> 
chooses to walk away from the game, uh, it's not necessarily, it's not actually because he's watched, it's not because he can't play and nobody will mess with him, it's because he doesn't need it, um, which we don't really consider. You know, we usually just want these athletes to do what we want them to do. And so that, you know, so now we bring it back to uh, the practice and the camp season, that's what it is. We want them, we want him to behave how we want him to behave. Uh, because it's been very, very much uh, acknowledged that he's not overdoing. I mean, we got the discount double check, we got Clark, we got Tom Brady, we got a bunch of people. Like, there's a lot of people in the NFL that celebrate, and nobody gets this, you know, level, you know. And so, the only other point I want to make right now is people are interesting to me because. You know, they'll say, well, it's not the race thing, and I don't like how you bring it, blah, blah, blah. Actually, what I don't like is whatever. And, you know, so they'll say the accuracy, or they'll say the stats, or they'll talk about the history, because they can't talk about the present as as a TTC says. And then I got to talk about, okay, well, before this, how far did he get? And what's his overall playoff record? How many interceptions did he have? Whatever, whatever. So it's like they act like we didn't know about these they act like they're the only intelligent people when we come to these sports of the race and we're somebody to bring up, uh, you know, the racial component, which does exist. It's almost as if it's because I have nothing else to talk about and that's all I know. You know, so it was interesting when I had a couple problems with a couple of people in the group that <laughs> all I was was race baby. You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't know anything else but that. Um, so what I want to end on is it's, it's simple. It's, it's funny that people say, you know, or make it sound like they're the only ones that know what they're talking about, but it's like, we're all educated here. Um, and if anybody's not educated, it's not me. I'll leave it at that. <laughs> I, um, I'm largely disappointed with the coverage. The only, the to me, the silver lining was the fact that you know, even in the face of, face of the Super Bowl, like Cam continued to be himself. And I think that's like, really the the lesson I think that, I mean, young people or, I mean, just whoever can take from it is you have a guy who, I mean, unrepentantly is himself. And, you know, you have you hear kind of this cliche thing like, you know, be yourself, do you, but rarely do people um, do that. Certainly, I mean, I'm just talking about people, you know, kind of in their everyday. But, I mean, to have an individual under the type of, I mean, unfair media scrutiny that Cam is under and for him to still be able to maintain that integrity just in terms of being himself. Um, I'm impressed with who I'm really disappointed with and who I would say is like the least valuable player um, leading up to the Super Bowl. It's not anybody from Denver, not anybody from Carolina. It's the media in and of itself, because there are so many stories that you could talk about. I mean, you have two feel good stories. No, uh, nobody thought Denver was going to beat New England two weeks ago. Here they are, except maybe uh, Shannon Sharp. But. <laughs> But I mean, you know, you um, nobody thought Denver would be here. That's a story. I mean, you got a, I mean, re, I mean, a, a unique opportunity for Peyton Manning. You know, in terms of hey, he gets the. I mean, when we, when we talk about leaving a game on a player leaving the game on his terms, I mean, you go back two, three months ago. I mean, we were talking about like Peyton, but Peyton being like totally washed up. I mean, got nothing left. But I mean, to have this opportunity now to, you know, be able to play in this game to be the starter. It's just, I mean, that's that's an incredible story. Um, I mean, Carolina. 
I mean, team 20 years in, team that, I mean, coming into the year, oh, they didn't have their best receiver. Oh, they're done. You know, they're, they'll probably be third in a division, you know, things like that to like pretty much being the like wire the wire to wire best team in the NFC. I, <laughs> I mean, it's it's unbelievable. Um but I mean even even on a personal level since I mean we've pretty much like put Cam under the microscope for the last 2 weeks. I mean, you look at a player like Demarius Thomas, like his mom watched him play for the first time 3 weeks ago. And I've heard practically nothing about this story in the media, in mass media. So it's just, I mean, it's 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 really lazy, um, and I I just think the the presentation from the media. And I mean, just even little things. And I've seen people share this commentary. The guy who asked Cam, like, why do you wear like socks and sandals like that? <laughs> I mean, that's that's just such fundamentally bad journalism. And it's <laughs> and it's like, I mean, literally, I mean, the, the when I and I, as I'm talking about mass media. When you have Snoop Dogg, not saying Snoop's not an intelligent brother who can, you know, put some words together. But when you have Snoop basically asking better questions than people who are, quote unquote, you know, established journalists, I, I think that pretty much tells it for what it is. But that's um, that's that's kind of my take on it, man. Um, in terms of the racial element, um, it it has definitely reached a saturation point, but that's pretty much where we are in this country. Like. Like that's <laughs> you if you don't you know people I mean I think corporations and mass media just feel like the only way they're gonna be able to bring people in is like through you know the lowest hanging fruit and a lot of times that's race like that's something that you know it it is polarizing it brings everybody in that and Beyonce so <laughs> but yeah um just to shift gears I actually want to talk about the game because that's uh that's something that. Go ahead. Oh, uh, I was going to say, uh, one of the other one thing I didn't mention about the whole race thing was, you know, the media was kind of focusing on, on Cam portion of the thing where he said, you know, I'm a black quarterback and uh, the left hand a lot of people because, because they haven't seen anything like me. The media kind of sees on that portion of the statement, but I think the more powerful portion of the thing was what Cam asked it about how, you know, like you said, he's unapologetically himself, he's not, you know, trying to, you know, change who he is to please anybody. You know, it's kind of like that whole phrase that some of these unapologetically black. Yeah. That was a lot more powerful and aspect of this, of what he says that, you know, I'm a black quarterback and that's good for people. <laughs> and uh, that's another way that he made me uh, try to drop the ball. Yeah. I mean, and that's, that's one of those things. I mean, you just talking, you know, from journalist to journalist, I, I get the the general idea of, you know, you're trying to, you know, you're trying to get the headline, but I mean, you really, you really did the guy a disservice, but that's that. Uh, but uh, great, great point, TTC. Uh, did you want to, you want to add to that? Yeah, the only one of the piggyback on the, um, excuse me, the topic that I wanted to speak on is I, as far as, okay, we didn't hear anything about the Marius Thomas's mom recently. That one good reason is because she's not in trouble anymore. Um, you know, what's the good headline in, you know, person gets out of jail and, and has been fine and watches their son and <laughs> has a great family moment? We don't want to hear that. You know, let me know when she gets back in trouble. You know what I mean? So, and, and, and it's, you know, so it's, 
Yeah, man. I mean, great, great point. <laughs> no, man. I. Um, <laughs> they might have written, man. You know, when I was what they talking about that. I mean, yeah, definitely. It's a thing with uh, you know, all the people that are in uh, in prison for nonviolent drug offenses, and you know, all those people who got the fellows in that category who got their sentences commuted. That's a that is a big big thing, not just in sports but with uh, society. But yeah, like like you said, low hanging fruit. Yeah. Sad, sad commentary, man. But I, I want to talk about the game, man. I'm, I'm excited about it. Um, not only as a fan, but just in terms of, I mean, I, I, I want to. I'm going to get into the specifics of it in terms of you know matchup, secondary, receiving core, so on and so forth. But I, I think this game essentially comes down to Denver's defense versus Carolina's offense. Um, I mean, we can talk specifically about O line, but I just want to just start out with that framework. Um, well, you know, before that, before we jump into that, how do you guys feel about uh, this game? Um, Denver is a is a five and a half point underdog. A lot of people are saying, you know, Peyton against that defense is, I mean, is is not a good matchup. Uh, how how do you guys just feel feel about Carolina v Denver? Uh, Jamel, we're gonna start with you. Okay, I think I think what's made this season so interesting is the youth of the best team. Um, you know, or eventually the best team when people wanted to finally acknowledge, you know, what Carolina's been doing. The, you know, the brashness and the, you know, and, 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 and you know, the bravado and everything like that that's been the positive has always also been the negative. So, you know, other than, like, I can point to Dallas, the Dallas game at Thanksgiving, I can obviously point to the NFC Championship. But there were a lot of times where Carolina came up and played great part of the game or whatever and most specifically or more uh, recently that Seattle game I mean to come out 31-0 and then lay an egg in the second half and, and, and let it be all the way up to a, a quarter so on paper um, you know we can we can step through them but on paper I believe Carolina is the better team but paper isn't what you know gets these you know gets these championships you gotta play these guys or so what I like or what I what I would prefer. I, I would really actually love to see the Seattle. That's what everybody's going to point to. Last time we saw Peyton in a Super Bowl against a very good defense, it was very embarrassing. You know, I wouldn't mind seeing that again. I don't really need you know, <laughs> high, high blood pressure or anything like that. Right. Let me just you know, get the Super Bowl win. Let me never hear from anybody else. I would be a straight Dallas fan. Like, oh, yeah, 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 we had a bad year. I remember 2015, 16 season. Remember that? Now we got that championship. Okay, cool. That, I would love that. That would be great. Like the Panthers could go all in '82, and I look at y'all like this is crazy. <laughs> <laughs> TTC, I want to piggyback off of uh, Jamel's great point there uh, in, in terms of defense. Is this going to be a, a low-scoring game where, you know, D Denver's defense is going to come to play, Carolina's defense is, is going to come to play? How, how do you feel about it? You know, um, I can definitely see it being a defensive struggle at the same time. Uh, 
time, I mean, a lot of, you know, never defense was scary. But at the same time, Carolina's offense was very kind of scary. Yeah. You know, uh, <laughs> the way they jumped off top of Seattle and Arizona, I mean, I don't think either of those defenses this year are as good as Denver's is, but they're definitely not. And to jump out, but, uh, Seattle 31 nothing. uh, Arizona, I don't know, was it 17-0 before? Yeah, I mean, uh, it's just... A lot, of the, a, a, a lot of the stuff that I would see as reasons why Denver defense would be able to stop uh, Carolina's offense is kind of based on the the, the prior resume of the, the receiving core and the offensive line and all the, the things that we saw as weaknesses for Carolina going into the season. But somehow, as the season progressed, you know, you see... Billy Brown, you know, making Patrick Peterson look silly, you know, things like that. I mean, uh, yeah, that guy, that guy in the blind side doing work. Like, where did that come from? Yeah. Yeah. He thought he, people thought he was done. I don't think a lot of people even, even realize that that was actually playing, was actually protecting Cam Newton's blind side of the dude from the blind side. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, Michael Michael Orr, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I. Uh, he probably wouldn't be happy hearing us refer to him as a dude from the blind side because uh, I've heard he doesn't like that movie. <laughs> really? I didn't, um, didn't know that. Yeah, I've heard that he's not a fan. You try to think of ways in which this could go uh, another way, but I think to a certain extent, if you don't overthink it on a very simple level, it's basically like I have more belief based on what Carolina has done this season against good defenses to still be able to score points. Then I, then I have faith that Peyton Man is going to be able to lead the, the offense to, to score enough points to win. Yeah, so, uh, you know, <clears throat> so I to, it's funny that you said you don't overthink it. That's exactly what I do. So that's why, like, so if you plan to end the show with score predictions, I'm not going to do it. So that's a spoiler alert. <laughs> <laughs>
people finally stopped tweeting and paying attention to the football game. One team made better plays than the other team, and now that's our, again, back to the lazy journalism, that's what gets written about, because nobody was watching 60 Minutes. Not people, people were watching 60 Minutes of football. Mm. I think yeah, it's something the Panthers defense a little bit short with some of those battles, you know what I mean? That pass rush was, uh, pretty, was pretty strong, and, you know, it was part of what's happened in the Carson Palmer going to, uh, what I've heard some people call the full down, the home, the home. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, the turnover. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, over, right? But definitely that Patrick Peterson, uh, that Patrick Peterson, uh, Muff punt. Oh, yeah, that's all yeah. That definitely falls into that category you're talking about. Yeah. The irony of, of Carson Palmer playing like that is, and, and again, that's why I always laugh at the, you know, you hear this commentary about, oh, bandwagon fans, this and that, is that last time Arizona came to Charlotte in the playoffs, like they absolutely, and I should say, <laughs> Larry Fitzgerald absolutely embarrassed us. Um, look, and, and Jake DeLome too. But it just it just goes to show, like, and basically that's, that's exactly what happened, is that Palmer played that game that, that we saw as, as Carolina fans, um, some years ago, and it's just like right. so. So, so actually, and I see. What, I know what you're talking about. You're talking about 2008. We just saw them last year. Yeah. When uh, you're right, 2008. Right, right. So, but that was Carolina, wasn't it? No, it was Carolina on their side. Carolina on their side, yeah. Right. On our side, throwing five picks, yeah, it was looking terrible. And it was. I remember. I was. In, I personally, I was in Chicago actually. Um, uh, with who I was dating at the time, and was just like, oh yeah, we definitely have to see this. This would be a great game. You know, we should you know do fine going and you know everything. Like I was like, this is a layup, and it was a layup. I just didn't know who was for. Yeah, I mean, yeah. and that was that was that was a great year too. Um, they had, if I'm not mistaken, Carolina was a, was the two, either the, I think they were the two seed in the playoffs that year. And I was like, man, they I were. We'll have to um we'll have to look it up because I remember okay. the um the the Giants were good that year and I think I think what ended up happening because uh, and that because that well that was two um you said 2000, 2008. Two thousand eight yeah yeah I'm trying to think about who uh, who would have gone to the show that year because it would been Arizona was that the year Arizona no because Arizona was Super Bowl. It was Arizona. You talking about the Super Bowl? That was Arizona Pittsburgh. I'm pretty sure. Yeah, either that or that was when um Phila. Oh, I'm, trying, I'm trying to think. I don't know why I'm trying to think. Philadelphia. Yeah, they, beat, they, beat, they beat Philly in, in the NFC title game. That's what. It, yep. That's okay. what. That's what happened. Okay. Gotcha. Okay. That was the year where uh, I mean, Nav got for Cobb, and then Cobb got hurt uh, or played poorly or something like that. And Nav got the spot back, and they went to the NFC title game and lost to Arizona. Just the the stuff that you remember, man, is uncanny. But about about, about Carolina and Denver, man, I. I'm like you, Jamel. I'm just, I'm thinking, I'm rethinking, I'm, you know, just as a fan. And I think what it just boils down to is, man, anytime your 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 team's in, in this uh, type of situation, you just want them to play to their potential. Uh, TTC, you're a Bears fan. And so, you know, we can go back to Bears-Colts. And I know you're thinking, man, when like when Hester returns that uh, the kickoff, you're like, oh, man, we can win. You know what I mean? But then, like, as the game goes on, and, and I'm sure as you think about, you know, the game, you're like, man, my team didn't play to their potential. So that's where I'm always at. And I've pretty much been like that for, I mean, for three weeks. 
is Carolina just play your game. And I feel like if Carolina plays their game, it's it's a it's an open and shut it's an open and shut case. But that's where the challenge comes in, just in terms of <clears throat> of Denver's defense, because it's like, man, what if Denver can't stop the run? You know, what if they force Carolina in the third and long, and you know you have Cam, yeah, and and they can you know can keep Cam in the pocket. I mean, because there, I mean, there are instances, you know, in Super Bowl history, hey. Giants, Patriots, nobody, I mean, nobody thought that, you know, the Giants could beat those guys. I mean, 18-0, you know, they got Moss, they're, you know, running it up. Like, who thought that the Giants could neutralize that offense? But they did. And what it, I mean, what it comes down to is it's like they don't, they don't have to play for, you know, 10, 12 games. They just got to play 60 minutes of football. With all of that said, I think where people really underestimate Carolina beyond Cam, beyond the defense, is the running game. And that's where I think Carolina's gonna be able to win this game. And I'm and I'm gonna say win this game. I've I've been saying different things all week. But the more I think about it, man, I just feel like Carolina by ten just sounds good. Because they're gonna be able to run the ball, they're gonna be able to control the clock. And if they're able to to break open some big plays, I am not comfortable. Um well I, sh- I should say Denver isn't shouldn't be comfortable. Uh with you know having Peyton Manning back there having to throw the ball, <laughs> you know, down, you know down two scores, down three scores. So, right. and, I, and that's right. the thing. Without, without question, yeah, people can sit up here, you know, they know who Peyton Manning is, so they're going to talk about him all day and how he's going to win the game. If Denver is not a two-dimensional and three-dimensional team, if they're just saying, okay, we're about to throw this ball 50 to 60 times, then, then Peyton's going to die. <laughs> <laughs> TTC, what you think about it? Yeah, they're not bad. 
majority of the time he played this season. He could have that DeLome or bad Rex Grossman or whatever you want to call the game. The, the 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 team, uh, or I should say, Denver um, Denver's opponent that really comes to mind is Kansas City, and in the two games they played against Kansas City, and I mean, you know, you have a team where I mean they're pretty modest offense, but they they can do some things defensively. The first game they absolutely gave away, but you know they were able to keep Peyton in check for most of that game. Um, as a matter of fact, I mean the defense ultimately won it for them. Um, and then the second game, you know, Kansas uh, City just absolutely, absolutely dominated them. As a matter of fact, um, that was where <laughs> Lavas thought, you know, that Peyton was done. I mean, because he was, you know, effectively benched uh, during that game. And so when I look at, like, you know, comparable teams, comparable defenses, you know, just in terms of, you know, having an offense that, you know, they, they run, run through the tight end, uh, quarterback Scott Wheels. Um, a defense that's kind of, you know, kind of that ball hawking defense can, can formulate a pass rush. I mean, just <laughs> in, in terms of similar opponents, I mean, you you really have to like what uh what Carolina brings to the table in terms of you know be, I mean just being able to establish that pass rush. I mean, just with the front four, and then obviously you know you got got those great linebackers. I just I, I, I feel really good about it. It's just you know as a fan, you're just like man, I just want just just play to their potential. But I want to do this, guys. I um go uh TTC hold, hold on once I'm uh we're gonna do this um, I'm gonna go to commercial and then we're gonna come right back um so you guys stick with us uh, you're listening to uh look a uh, sports speak and making a difference collaboration hey you yeah you are you looking for affordable health care are you looking for a pharmacy that you can trust well look no further the medical villa pharmacy on 1520 Laney Walker Boulevard here in beautiful Augusta Georgia. This may be a familiar voice to you. Hey, it's none other than Ken Macon from the hit show Making a Difference. And I just want to tell you about the fine folks over at Medical Villa Pharmacy. They're led by pharmacists Dr. Marshall Curtis and Baron Curtis. And I tell you, they provide great service for many of us here in Augusta, Richmond County. They take Georgia Medicaid, insurance plans, charge cards, WIC vouchers, and they even provide free delivery service. The Medical Villa Pharmacy is conveniently located in the medical district near the Medical College of Georgia and Payne College. Medical Villa Pharmacy. They are dedicated doctors, medical mavens, and a blessing to the health industry. What more can I say but head to Medical Villa Pharmacy, 706-722-7355, 706-722-7355. Welcome back to uh, Sports Speak and Making a Difference collaboration here. Uh, we're back with TTC uh, and JP, my man Jamel. Um, we were talking about we're talking about the Super Bowl and wanted to get into some of the uh, specific matchups. I think the biggest matchup of the game uh, is probably going to be uh, Denver's defensive line, Denver's uh, defensive fr uh, you know, front and linebackers versus Carolina's um, offensive line uh, and backs. Uh, who do you guys give the uh, give the advantage to, or do you think it's a push? Um, TTC, we're going to start with you. I mean, I, I definitely think that Line, 
Okay. JB, what do you think? So, uh, yeah, I wish, um, we could, we could holler at him. Mean, you reached out to Shannon Sharks, so maybe we could reach out to, uh, Ryan Jarosky. Uh, <laughs> that tape. But, I, um, I know, so I know, like, I know Cam has thrown deep balls, which means he's been able to have, hold the ball, like, four or five seconds, you know, to catch, like, Philly Brown, like, you guys, as a FBTC mission, you know, on a deep pass, getting on a deep pass. But I feel like he wasn't just standing right in that pocket still. He was moving a little bit. You know, right. So that's something that helps them out. Like, Denver has the edge. They have more stars. And I feel like, you know, DeMarcus Ware is going to show out. Like, he's super excited to be you know, playing in the Super Bowl. Like, veterans veterans don't waste opportunities like this. So, Bob Miller's about to show out. DeMarcus Ware's about to show out. But if Carolina has a way of either, one, getting the ball off quickly, two, um, you know, moving a little bit like that, 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 that um, what's that word that they love? Thought, you know, I haven't really been listening to those shows. Uh, that mobility that, that, <laughs> that Cam gives you gives you a little bit extra time. You're not a sitting back. And then even on top of that, that's a grown man, a big man. So the first person isn't guaranteed to tackle with neither. So those little intangibles combined, that actually helps the line block a little bit better on top of that, just a little bit. So whatever. So it's like, you know, the, he had a lot of sets. They had a lot. Excuse me. They had a lot of sets on Brady last week that I don't foresee happening um, this time around. So Carolina's got to pay attention to them. You know, what I'm saying he's gonna. Re- they're, they're smart. They're gonna respect these guys because you know if he just plays straight up and like they can't get beat and they can't, he can't get hit them out. But if he plays smart, then you know we can frustrate Denver or whatever. And it's like, and it could be something like a push or a slight advantage, and then and get to um, you know situations where it's like, okay, well maybe we're not attacking Chris Harris, but we're attacking some of the other part. Well, not that Tlaib is going to be a punk. That's <laughs> pretty decent, I've heard. So you know, yeah, yeah. So we'll definitely get to that piece of it a second day, but. Uh, as far as yeah, the line, I actually give it different too. I just think it's it's very slight, and I think the other intangibles are going to make it like okay, it's not about winning per se; it's just about not losing and not getting destroyed. Yeah, that's a that's that's really good. I think there's something to be said um, about Carolina's offensive line in terms of getting a push. Um, to be able to run the ball, uh, Carolina uses a lot of motion. Obviously, Cam is a big part of that. Um, you know, we're starting to see some sets, and I thought in the Arizona game they showed a little too much with uh, with the Philly Brown motion. I thought they should have saved some of that for um, for the Super Bowl. But with that said, um, you really don't know what you're going to get coming out of the backfield. Uh, you don't know if Philly's going to get the rock. I mean, Tay again scored a, um, a rushing touchdown. Obviously, you got Cam. You got uh, Jonathan Stewart who. I mean, really just looks like a new back. I mean, he, you know, got hurt, what, about two weeks? Um, got hurt in the, in the first Atlanta game. You know, was able to uh, to rest. And, I mean, really just looks uh, looks rejuvenated. So, yeah, let me speak to that real quick. Sure, go ahead. Not have 
like two or three games starting, playing the whole game. Yeah. Uh, and those were games that Peyton, whether he couldn't play, whatever you want to call it, you know, we, we see the allegations he probably could play. But well, he didn't have to do that. He didn't have to play. So not only having to play like, what, I don't know how many he missed, but, you know, 10 to 12 games this year, and then getting to get himself back and say, okay, but this, you know, this is my last hurrah when it comes to playoff. You know, I'll be ready. Like, that made a big difference. And then Jonathan Stewart, again, he sat something like three or four games. So by the time the playoffs came, it was also allowed me to reintroduce myself. And he came out there and showed out, you know. Uh, so it's, it's, you know, and, and, to, and, and then to even quickly briefly to that point, it's like, well, we want to, we want to have these guys out there for 18 games, 20 games. They, they're not even really playing eight, 16 like that. Yeah. So look, I, I I totally agree. Goodell doesn't know what to do, man. Uh, he doesn't know how to dab. He, he just doesn't know what he's doing, man. So look, that doesn't know how to, uh, how to how to police the players. Just just doesn't know. Uh, let's flip the script here, man. Carolina's defensive line against Denver's offensive line. Uh, JP, uh, how do you feel about that matchup? Mm-hmm. Oh, by the way, um, I, I you know I didn't I didn't mention um I give Denver a slight advantage, slight advantage. Okay, okay, yeah. Okay. TTC, what do you think, man? I mean, it's, 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 you look at 
Yeah, I um when I when I look at Denver, I I look at the Pittsburgh game and the New England game and like what I realize is I mean they <laughs> they really did not impress in terms of uh of 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 protecting Peyton. I didn't I didn't think. I mean they they did just enough to kind of squeak by. Um I mean you look at the Pittsburgh game and I mean if if Toussaint doesn't fumble, I mean we may be talking about, you know, playing Pittsburgh and what we're going to do stop Antonio Brown. Um so I, I really feel like the uh, in terms of the Carolina's defensive front, I feel like that's a place where they have a clear advantage and it should be somewhere where they can control the game. Um, and, you know, because uh, Carolina, before, above all else, they're going to be committed to stopping the run. Um, we've, we've seen that all year long. I mean, that's that's what they do in uh, and, and the game. They lost and I always go back to the uh, second Atlanta game for perspective. Um, Carolina, and you know, these are some things that you know to watch for in this game. If they have issues getting off the field on third down, if they have issues with stopping the run, um, if they don't get a pass rush with the front four, I mean, those are things to kind of pay attention to to say, well, you know, they're kind of leaving the door open here. Um, but I, I do feel like Carolina is going is going to give them fits. One, um, one issue, and this is what, and 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 with Jared Allen. If Jared Allen's not 100%, I f- I'm fairly confident that the coaching staff will say, hey, man, we're going to get somebody in there who can generate a pass rush. Um, replacing Thomas Davis, you know, if you know if he's not 100% or if something happens with the arm, I think that's going to be a, a little bit more of a challenge, even though Shaq Thompson, a uh, great kid, uh, very versatile. When you lose somebody like Thomas Davis, I mean, that's to me, that's a profound loss. Um, on the defense, and it puts a lot more pressure on Keekley, especially um, when you talk about situations where you're putting Keekley in the coverage. Which, I mean, he's gotten a lot better in coverage, but you know, there it just it just leaves some leaves some areas open. Um, I think down the field, I think in the middle of the field, where it's like, man, it'd be good to ha- you know have Thomas Davis there. Also, I mean, Denver's gonna commit to running the ball, so you know. C.J. Anderson, you got Thomas Davis in the hole with one arm. I mean, how do you feel about that matchup? You know what I'm saying? So there um, a couple of things you have to think about. But I, I think on the whole, uh, you look at K.K. Short. I mean, look at uh, Star Latulale. I think those guys are just, I mean, they're going to be in Peyton Manning's face all day long. Um, I'm, I'm, re- I'm really looking forward to, looking, looking forward to that um, aspect of the matchup. 
Um, no, you're right. The, 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 yeah, the advantage is the Carolina because it has to be Carolina uh, because that's where the strength lies. And as far as Thomas Davis said, at the hip, you know, you got to worry about the hip. Uh, I don't see him not playing. I just see, like, I, especially this year, I, I feel like he's going to look at it like, all right, JPP came out there with nine fingers. I can come out there with one arm. So we might not see no interception by Thomas Davis, <laughs> but. I don't see him not playing this game. Like he, uh, he seems just, I mean, this is a dude that underwent three knee surgeries. And I'm over here with a couple weak ankles. And that, you know, that's messed me up. So, this, like, it'll still be a shell of who he is. But 80% of, not even a shell. He's something else, something better than that. But 80% of Thomas Davis is a starting linebacker on 32 NFL teams. So, he's out there tomorrow. I, I, I'll be that, that's the one <laughs> never mind the score bets. if I don't see him suited up tomorrow that's the bet I lost like wow <laughs> I got that one wrong yeah um I mean lot, lot, um Thomas Davis uh, that's a just a, a great story and and um on, on a smaller scale I think Jared Allen too both of those guys being able to come back um is is, pr- is pretty impressive so let's see we got offensive hey, go ahead hey, Manning coming back say about Peyton though it does it count if you're like cryogenically frozen for like a month and a half I mean is that does that really count I'm but no man Peyton um I I mean y'all know man I'm I'm hypercritical of this guy largely because and I and, and I have and I have concurred and said you know he's probably the best regular season quarterback in NFL history but it has not translated over um but I mean and, and the NFL is different from the NBA you know the NBA is one of those things where you know like one one ring doesn't get it done in the NFL. Like if you win the Super Bowl, like you're set. Um, Brett Favre, he's set. Peyton Manning, everybody's talking about legacy, but Peyton Manning is set. You know, um, so uh, it's just, it's just it's a different league. I mean, you you can win two. I mean, you win two. I mean, Bronze won twice. Well, he's won it all twice, and we're still like, well, man, you know, you lost those four four finals. It's just a different dynamic in in the NFL. Um, but with that, with Peyton, I think the, and you know, we're not, you know, you're not, you're not going to hear a lot about this in the media, but just the one and dones. I mean, how many times he's, you know, flamed out, which is, is another reason why it's like, man, you know, they, they, they put, they pushed through, they made it through. I looked at Denver as that one seed and I said, man, they won't make it, you know, past the divisional round, you know, Pittsburgh, they weren't hot, but you know, they're always, you know, plucky and, you know, just, uh, spunky and, 
you know, you, you feel like they're going to make a run. But, I mean, Denver, to their credit, beat them. And then, I mean, that was that was the shock of the postseason, them beating New England. Cause, so, so due, due respect. And, <clears throat> you know, I, I think in some ways, I think that has improved upon Peyton Manning's legacy. You know, when you talk, even just talking about Manning versus Brady, Peyton's gotten the, the, the best, the better of that matchup here. Um, in recent memory, so uh, so due respect to the to the sheriff. Um, yeah, the interesting thing is the is the playoff record. I think is in is what well, I think it is in Peyton's favor, which I didn't know. Not a regular season. I think it's more like a, a five hundred. You know, give or take a couple games. Well, I looked that one up, but um, I didn't know. Yeah, I think it was like the win last the win the win the previous win made it like decisively. You know, in I think I think Peyton. I'm right this year. We'll have to we'll have to look it up and I like. Think it was a, a, a rubber match. Like I think it's now three to two. I think it was Peyton maybe. Oh, is it? Oh, okay. He just okay. Okay, we'll see. We'll see. I thought it was like a little appreciate the feedback man just guys you know listening in and commenting on the uh you know some of the things on some of what we're talking about um i want to i want i want to kind of uh kind of shift through through the matchups here um pretty quickly because i mean there's a there's a there's a number that we can talk about um we talked about you know offensive line defensive line both teams um receivers versus secondary uh let's start with denver receivers versus carolina secondary what do you guys think Four um, years. <laughs> Decades. So, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you want to hear, you start, if you start sports being close to close, something like that, yeah, it would be like it, it was back then and now still, you know what I'm saying? We had, um, that was a, a, one of the, I, I actually do not remember his name at all, but I know one of the, you know, role player type of very important cornerbacks uh, went out um, for the season, like late in the season, and of course, you know, Finnegan ended up getting signed. He was solid in the regular season. He's been kind of getting torched a little bit uh, in the playoffs, but, you know, again, playing just well enough not to be, like, he hasn't fought anybody. He hasn't gotten any major penalties, you know, so he's no Brandon Browning. Peanut Tillman. Ben Wickery. Ben Wickery got hurt for the yeah. year.
uh ttc um, and actually um let's do this because and you know what I'll, let me i'll interject this very just very quickly um that's the really uh, intriguing part because i i think we could and most will say the denver secondary and uh denver secondary versus carolina receivers and then the denver receivers versus carolina secondary um you will you will hear you know denver advantage in both areas i'll say denver has the slight advantage um uh with their receivers and denver has a um I think a notable advantage um, in terms of their secondary versus Carolina's receivers. Um, I was hurt, but it's still an advantage. So yeah. We agree on that sure. Both parts. TTC, what you think, bro? Yeah, I mean, it's kind of the pedigree, the uh, number receivers definitely would have the advantage over the Carolina secondary. Uh, the one, one thing that, you know, it was talked about a ton, though, is that uh, speaking of Demarius Thomas, is that he hasn't been playing that way. No, he know? hasn't, yeah. So, um, that kind of, that, if he doesn't, you know, he's probably have a lot of, you know, emotions going on with, you know, the whole thing with his mother, so maybe that's why he hasn't been on his game. But if he's not on his game, then I'll say advantage, uh, advantage Carolina. I mean, of Denver's offense, um, Owen Daniels, if they're, if I mean, if they're going to be successful, if they're going to move the chains, uh, Daniels is going to have to be a big part of the offense simply because, I mean, you look at, I mean, Peyton, even historically, even before he lost, you know, something off the fastball, I mean, he was going to the tight ends. Um, that team really, I mean, and, you know, Julius Thomas took the money in Jacksonville. I understand, you know, but they really, they really, but they, I mean, they really missed Julius Thomas in that spot. I mean, that's why they went and got Vernon Davis, you know, to try to simulate some of what Thomas was able to do, which was, you know, um, find, you know, find, 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 find those zones. What's that? Right, right. Okay, you talking about the Thomas. What's wrong with Vernon Davis's mom? Because that dude has not done anything. <laughs> 
was that? I think it's just hard, man. When you when you, when you switch teams and everybody thinks it's just like a seamless transition. You know, we saw with Jimmy Graham. I mean, Jimmy Graham caught everything and anything um, in New Orleans. I mean, he to me he was the X factor uh, for that offense, in in my opinion. Um, you know, in, in terms of you know being a, a security blanket there for Breeze. You come to Seattle, you think, man, Seattle just got better, and they, I mean, they were essentially better without him. So. That's that's a great assessment of it. I um, I think I think those are those are the biggest matchups. It, I mean, it's to me it's corny to compare quarterbacks because it's not like Cam v Payton. Um, but I mean, Cam Cam obviously is bringing more to the table. Um, you know, spe- special teams. I mean that. But uh, McManus is an underrated kicker. Um, Gano has gotten better, but I just um. Uh, Jamel, you're not gonna like this, man. But we're we're gonna do the scoring predictions. <laughs> TTC, what's gonna be the what's gonna be the sc- final score, man? I'll say uh, uh, I'll say 24-13 Carolina. 24-13 Carolina. Okay. Um, Jamel. say this you know i'm uh, i'm like you jp i would love to be able to watch super bowl you know after halftime just be kind of relaxed i don't think it'll be like that because you know denver denver's been to the show before and not only are they playing for Peyton, they're playing not to get uh skunked and madden ruled again and i think that's going to be a, a big i think that's going to be a big part of it versus carolina uh trying to find their way um and you know you'd like to think well, hey, you know, these guys have pretty much, I mean, since, I mean, what was the, well, I'm trying to think about the game, after the Atlanta game, the Tampa Bay game. Uh, since the Tampa, uh, you know, well, I'll just say it like this. In the playoffs, they've gotten off to huge starts. What happens if, you know, they come out against a jacked-up Denver team and they're not, they're not able to get off to a fast start like that? You know, how do they, you know, re, uh, regain momentum, different things like that? Uh, with all of that said, I do feel like a close game in the first half uh, will turn to uh, you know more more toward uh, Carolina's advantage in the second half. And so, my final score uh, is thirty-one seventeen Carolina. You know, so from my personal, when I uh, 
Wouldn't that be awesome? Let me ask you guys this because um, there was a great story shared in uh, or article shared in Sports Speak uh, in terms of Warren Moon and how Warren Moon played with such pressure um, because he felt like you know he's playing for like all black folk. And, I mean, Cam has had to internalize and answer a lot of those questions during the course of this week. Uh, Cam, you know, we see him as this, you know, uh, lovable figure who loves the game. You know, he plays with such a free spirit. Do you feel like uh, he's going to take on some of that burden of responsibility? And do you feel like that it can affect or would affect his play? Um, I mean, either negatively or maybe it's something that will galvanize him uh, even further. How do you guys feel about that? the um and ttc we're gonna jump to you in, uh, in just a minute the um I'm, I'm always hesitant to compare uh cam with ali but i can't help particularly when you think of a young ali 
um, you know, poised to win that first championship and just some of the things that, and really, if you understand the nature of why Ali was such a trash talker, why, you know, there was all of the bravado, a lot of that, you know, dealt with the fact that's how he resolved his fears. That's how he resolved some of his personal doubts. And I can't help but think that, you know, that's what we're seeing with Cam. That's why we're seeing that so much of the defiance. That's why we're seeing, you know, the Versace pants, which I hope we never see those again. But... <laughs> But I, I feel like he's like crazy like a fox. And I, that's why, man, the, the MVP in this guy's life, we talk so much about Tiger Woods falling off the wagon. When Earl Woods died, that, that was Tiger's psychologist, man. And I just feel like Cecil Newton behind the scenes is like just work, like working with this kid. And he's just like, hey, Cam, man, you know, kind of like a Boudini Brown in his corner, if you will. And, you know, just... I, it's it's unbelievable, man. The, I mean, because if you if you just think about it in terms of like the unreasonable criticism, and the fact that you know you lose your best receiver, it's like, oh man, uh, who? I mean, I got I got to throw a Ted again, you know. But he actually like he and it's just like this. That I'm gonna tell you, that's the craziest thing for the year. From of all the things that happened, the fact that he turned Ted again into a respectable, not only a respectable receiver, but a receiver that Denver actually has to watch for, because why? Because he's the guy that's going to take the top off of the defense. Right, they got to check for Ted again. That's crazy, man. So, but yeah, man. Um, but TCC, we're going we're gonna to jump to you on that, man. How do, how do you feel about, uh, you think that all of this race talk, um, you think that will affect Cam uh, positive way, negative way? What do you think? before but I've mentioned it before but 
I, I really want to encourage anybody that hasn't seen a football story on a Danny and Tomlinson. That one was powerful for a few reasons. But one of them, I'm uh, spoiled briefly, is the year that they were the one seed, you know, had that great record and then went to the playoff game, um, kind of close in the first quarter, excuse me, first half, and Schottenheimer didn't really run the ball. And they ended up getting upset like a week later. Uh, LeDane lost his father, which I didn't know anything about. And not only did he lose his father, like, it wasn't on some, like, you know, old age or he didn't pull through. It was a car accident. Like, he sh- probably could have had a couple more years after that. You know what I'm saying? So, of course, that absolutely, that, you know, our fathers absolutely matter, especially these athletes, because, you know, these agents have all carrier motors, these women, these players, and a lot of people pretend to be your friend and not there, but your father's been your father for years. You know what I'm saying? That, that, didn't, that wasn't because you're an athlete. That's because I've made you and, and I choose, I'm choosing to be in your life. So, yeah, that absolutely has a factor in Woods' decline and in Cam's uh, emergence. Yeah. Cam shared a, um, on Instagram, shared a, uh, I want to say it was a text or something that he got from his mom. Um, I mean, it comes from a, a strong two-parent family. Um, you, I mean, you just kind of see they're they're kind of like this. They're almost like this first family of uh, of Middle Georgia now. Um, you see his younger brother um, is coming up in the football ranks, and you just you know for everything bad that was said about Cecil Newton, I mean, what five six years ago? I mean, you really see. Um, I mean, this is just a, a first class family. Uh, you know, raising raising some you know some some great young men. Uh, Cam is I mean not only. I mean, an ambassador uh, for himself. I mean, just in terms of building his brand, but I think it's just an, a great ambassador for the game. You know, despite what you know, polarity may come through, you know, dabbing or whatever. Um, just a, a great, great example for the game. And I feel like this game, with everything that's said, if they don't, if if Carolina doesn't win, I think so many people will be shocked. I think just in, because of how far Cam has come this year, because I think we were we were getting to the point of. You know, or people were getting to the point of, you know, this is year, year four, year five. You know, when I mean, this guy, he's dancing, he's smiling, he's laughing. When is he going to win? You know, when is he going to win big? And, I mean, they've, Carolina's taking a, just a huge leap. And, you know, it just feels like, man, if they don't, you know, if they don't get it done, like, oh, man, it's just like it was all for naught. But that's, that's exactly what I, that's exactly what I'm trying to uh, get at as far as while it would be nice to let Peyton walk, you know, run off in the sunset, this was a dream year for the Panthers. A lot of overachieving combined with a very open field, just heavy parity uh, across the league. This is not a situation you waste, and it's not one you say, oh, well, this team is young, they can always come back next year because, because RIP 49ers. And that could definitely happen, you know, to any other, you know, organization where you get, you're right at the cusp for your top four team, the top four doesn't turn into a Super Bowl. And the next thing you know, people are acting like Eagles and not appreciating what you have. And now, you know, 12 and 13 wins becomes five wins. And, and the whole situation blows up. So it's like, you know, dudes across, across the board are going to be trying to get raises. And they should. And you're not going to have the money for that. And we have a GM that's not really about overpaying people. That's not his MO. So this is not a year you want to waste yeah. at all. 
I, f I feel like with uh, with any contender, you have a five-year window. I think that's just the nature of free agency. Um, when you look at San Francisco, I mean, they went year after year after year. And, I mean, the Niners fan can tell you about the heartbreak, the loss to the Giants, loss in the Super Bowl, uh, the Seattle loss, um, you know, the Sherman tip. I mean, just so many. And, you know, and you those start to build up. And then, you know, pressure bust pipes. And, you know, you have the GM and, you know, Harbaugh not getting along. And all of a sudden that whole thing's, you know, shot. Um, the, the fragility of it all is uncanny. I mean, you see Seattle this year. My, imagine if, if Walsh makes that kick. I mean, they, I mean, and they're already talking about, you know, Lynch may not be coming back. Um, just, I mean, it's, it's hard to maintain that level of success. And, you know, when, when you get to that level and you're among those final four teams or, you know, if you're in the Super Bowl, I mean, you got to cash out. I think it, even with Seattle, I mean, that's a resilient team, very headstrong team. Yeah. But they they lost some steam, man, off of that uh, off of that play last year. Yeah, and and if, and if Cam didn't come, if Cam Chancellor didn't come back, they're I mean they're a lottery team. Yeah. So for them to for them to have gotten all the way to ride with us, for them to have gone down thirty-one nothing and made that thirty-one twenty-four, uh, that you know that's there's a lot of credit you know that goes that we always you know want to just look at it. it it's fun and it's lazy to say who won who lost. But there's a lot more in sports than just, you know, that, that, that one individual sport. Like, they, other teams would love to sniff the playoffs. They almost could have been one of those other teams. Um, and they, you know, got themselves to become a force to destroy Arizona in a very important game in a regular season. Yeah. And, you know, helped us out too, so thank you. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely. But, man, I um, really enjoyed this commentary. Okay, obviously can't wait for the game. I'm, I've been excited about the game probably about two days after Cam made the comments because I had I had reached a, I actually when Cam made the comments and you know I got so many tags and responses. Man, what do you think about this? Blah blah blah. blah, blah. I, I had reached a saturation point with it probably about I'd say about six hours um, after all of it happened. And man, I was just really just like, man, I just want to watch the football. I just want to watch the football. So I've been ready for football for about ten days. And I get the feeling that that Carolina's kind of that same box. Um, I, I feel I just I mean I'm trying to wrap this up, but I don't want to because it's such a great conversation. Um, TTC, you're a, you're a Bears fan. Um, the '85 Bears. I mean that joint just came on Thursday, I think, on ESPN. Um, comparatively speaking, in terms of you know, uh, 15 and one Bears won a Super Bowl. 15 and one Panthers. Obviously, Ron Rivera's in the mix. Um, is there? Are, do you do you see any comparative analysis aside from like you know, uh, crazy dance um, movements? <laughs> do you see it? Um, I guess you know the comparison would be kind of you know, uh, I guess the, not the dancing, but like you know, the king has characters and personalities on it. Not just Cam, but also you know, kind of like Josh Norman showing up in the Super Bowl.
It creates such a, such a such a mismatch. I mean, it, I mean, when you look at your Jimmy Grams and uh, you know uh, guys in the Gronks and guys of that ilk, I mean, you you put a linebacker on them, uh, uh-uh, they run past you know they running past the linebacker. You put a safety on them, uh, you know, box you out, rebound. So I mean, it's just it's crazy, man. And that's what this that's what this is about. It's about matchups. And um, I mean, just looking at this game in terms of matchups, I mean, you just got you just gotta love where Carolina's coming from with the matchups. So. bring it home especially uh especially for for, for bhm and especially since we're all like what happened last year i'm still i'm still stunned i'm going i'm going back to the site i'm um, watching the game of my mom's uh, where every, as a matter of fact, every time I, I go to my mom's house, it's almost like I, it's like a moment in time forever frozen, like with, um, like ghost me's 
um, like they have on the on the Wii or whatever. But I just like to see where everybody was, and I'm just like, man, they're gonna run it in. They're gonna be de- they threw intercept what? <laughs> what? <laughs> so, but brothers, I enjoyed uh, talking with y'all. We gotta do this more often. Yeah. So uh, wanna. Yeah, okay. Yes, sir. There It was it was almost unifying um, in terms of, and I and I think it's uh, the mob mentality exists on social media like none other. Um, once you get people sharing posts and it's like 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 like, um, you know it's just and, and and that's and it was it was awesome to be a part of something like that like to literally like be in that moment like I was like you know it had because when I first came back to the post because I. And I and just being completely honest, just just to, to show y'all, we keep it totally one hundred. When I first saw that post, I was like, "Why did TTC post this, man? Like, why?" <laughs> and then, so matter of fact, I was just like, I was like, "Bump this post," you know. what I'm saying I just scrolled down, kept it moving. So then I see, I went back to uh, to uh, Sports Speak, and I looked at, it, I was like, eight hundred sixty likes, and then I was like. So in my mind, I couldn't even because you know we got about at the time we had like I gotta say at the time because you know we membership didn't come up a little bit. So at the time we had like probably a little over a thousand members. I'm like, so really everybody in the sports be like, and then I was, then it hit me. I was that like, yo, happened. I was like, bro, this Jane that went viral. I was like, this Jane that went viral. So then I'm seeing you know I look at the likes. I'm seeing people like like and they ain't even in the group, man. So and then so now I'm like rooting for the post. So it's like, you know, I'm like, man, I want to see it get to a thousand. So it gets to, I want to see it get to two thousand. You know, I'm in here, my, I'm laughing with my wife, man. I want to see it get to three thousand. And I mean, it just kept, it just kept growing, man. And um, I think it just speaks to, you know, um, an idea that all of us had to, you know, really create a sports forum. But beyond that, just to connect with people, um, you know, just not only like from where we at, but just really, you know, just from all over, man. And, um, you know, for for about a 72 hour period man we was able to do that man and, and it felt good just to be a part of something like that and also uh, shout out ttc yeah. man great job yeah yeah and then again you know so we can have this on record you know what i mean it's funny because i'm gonna I'm a be modest and then be you know with ulterior motives but it's still genuine this happened we got to this level we got to a thousand members we got to this post right here because of the whole group this group is very much bigger than myself. 
down, then I got to take a step back and like knowing that y'all two are holding down, maybe somebody else gets busy. You know, we were trying to um, look at the member list. We go, we go get this all right. Didn't you leave the group at some point, TGC? What's up with that? <laughs> he needed a break. <laughs> So many guys have 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 left the group, and if matter of fact, comment on the on this on this joint. If you ever left the group and come back, don't make me call you out because I'm gonna tag you in the joint. Because some people. Because we're gonna tag you, and he's gonna let you go search posts. That way, search post game is undefeated. Yeah, man. And that includes that includes the ones that get on my nerves. Like at the end of the day, you keep the conversation going as well, and you're not getting named. <laughs> but I think I think it just speaks to having a having a public group too, man. And um, yeah, yeah, absolutely, hundred percent. That's that's the thing, man. It's like, man, because I mean, you you never have a post like go viral if it's you know in like in a house. I'm just glad that you know it, it reached out the way it did, man. But Brothers for TTC, for Jamel Powell, uh, for yours truly, man, Kenton Jamar, Kenton Macon. Um, glad to have this time, man. Appreciate you guys for listening in. Don't hesitate. Uh, like this post. Share this post. Um, listen to all the posts at uh, soundcloud.com backslash Macon, M-A-K-I-N, a difference. And enjoyed, uh, enjoyed having you guys on. Everybody take care. Good night. Peace. Oh, and uh, go Panthers. Did you enjoy that episode of Making a Difference? If you did, then I want you to follow and keep up with the Making a Difference movement on Twitter, on Facebook, on SoundCloud, and on iTunes. If you're looking us up on iTunes, search for Making M-A-K-I-N-A Difference. SoundCloud, all you got to do is go to soundcloud.com backslash Making a Difference. On Twitter, the handle is Difference Making, M-A-K-I-N. And on Facebook, you can go to facebook.com backslash Making a difference show s h o w thank you guys so much for supporting the movement love you guys peace and god bless